Welcome to Lessons Over Losses, the male mental health podcast. Join us on the journey of creating a world of undefeated gentlemen. Jingle bell, jingle bell, jingle bell rock. <laughs> hey, what's going on, everyone? What's going on, bros? Um, what's up, listeners? Welcome to episode six of Lessons Over Losses podcast. I am Travis Beecher, and I got my boys Jason and Andrew here with me, and we are here again for our episode six of our podcast. Before we get started, guys, I want to start it off with a little icebreaker, and it would be this or that, and it's just five quick questions. Um. Hot weather or cold weather? Cold weather. Cold weather. Hands weather. down. Oh, put me on a beach, baby. Yeah. Nah, I, I on the I beach with a cold drink quick. in my hand. Yeah, I have to go with Jason on this. I like shorts, t-shirts in the beach. Uh, I can do without the layers and all that good stuff. 49ers or the Raiders? Niners. Oh, you don't know who you're asking. Me and JV are diehard Niners fans. Oh, it's cool. not a fun time to be a Raiders fan right now either, by the way. Uh, it's not so. fun to be a Niners fan. I think it's saying right back to us. Touche. Uh, Touche Raiders fans. Touche, y'all. Backstreet Boys or NSYNC? Oh, God. Uh, Backstreet Boys. Hey, Travis, I don't hear the- you answering. Oh, I like the Niners. Hot and- weather, cold- yeah, and he said, he said hot weather. What about Backstreet Boys or NSYNC? Backstreet Boys. How about you? Oh, Backstreet Boys. I mentioned this in the previous episode. Yeah, you. I want it that way. Bye, bye, bye. Whoa, 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 whoa. Bye, bye, bye. Zen sync. I don't get. Don't get me into this. (laughs) Don't get me into this right now. Did I just trigger like a good portion of our fan base? (laughs) You just triggered uh, Andrew. That's for sure. Uh, uh, Rihanna or Beyonce? I'm gonna refrain from answering that. There's no, there's no right. In, how, can you say both? Like you have to say one. This or that. I'm gonna go with Rihanna. I think I'm gonna go with Rihanna. Just because I'm gonna, I'm gonna like. No, I don't know. I, I don't know. That's so disrespectful to Beyonce. I can't. I can't no, answer all, that. I'm taking all, it back. It's all good because I'll say Beyonce. That's fine. She's she's queen for a reason. I think I don't know, man. Like you just. You really can't answer that. I also know some very, very diehard Beyonce fans in my well, life. Isn't Rihanna on her way to like a billion just on her own? I have no idea. Yeah. Yeah. Travis? Like I, she's super successful, I heard, on like her well, like fashion I'm line and everything. Yeah. What about you, Trav? Um, so for this, I I, I love Rihanna, but I, I, I bees like bees the girl. Um, she truly is like overall that girl. So I have to go with B, but I like Rihanna because she's more down. In my opinion, like she's just more down to earth. But overall, uh, Beyonce's definitely killing it. She's a performer. Both what parties. I love though is like, uh, that the yeah you know the elevator photo, yeah, with Jay Z and Solange and Beyonce. That photo is just so awesome and epic. Like it's one of my favorite, like just moments, like pictures in history. Yeah, no, I, I do love both, though. I do. Um, and the last question actually doesn't make sense because it was like cats or dogs. <laughs> Jason has a cat. It Andrew, you have a dog, so clearly, I didn't think that through. <laughs> dogs all the way, baby. And here's the thing, Travis. Like, if you'd asked me that before I had like adopted these two cats, I would have said a dog. I'm a dog person because I've had dogs and cats growing up. Um, and I just I just loved my dog growing up so much. Um, gosh, I mean, like, at this point, like, it's just, like, I couldn't tell you. I'm just such – I'm an animal person in general. Like, every, like I, would, I, would, I would adopt everything but a snake at this point. <laughs> does, does that mean you're a dog person too then, Trav? Because you have a dog. 
Yeah, I like dogs. Over cats? Yeah. Um, cats are cool. I would own one because I you don't have to do they're, they're not less as, maintenance. Yes. They're less maintenance because they shit in the house. Yeah. So I, I would like that. Um, and I don't think they require that much attention like dogs because like sometimes the dog just forces way into my arms. Um, but I just think cats are boring. So straight up. Yes, sir. What I would say is like if you wanted to give love, get a cat. If you wanted to get love, get a dog. That explains it. Mm, I got that go. Hey, we could do a whole episode on cats versus dogs right now. The mental health implications of a cat person and the mental health implications of a dog person. Uh, I I'm feel sure like this- it would tell you so much about a person. Yeah, that sounds like a BuzzFeed quiz, doesn't it? For sure. Well, good icebreaker, Trav. And that was cool. That that was pretty good. Like little last minute come, come up with that, Travis. I, I wasn't <laughs> expecting that at all. Um. Obviously, there are some right answers in those this or that uh, questions. So if anybody's picking NSYNC, you can feel free to come at me. And uh, you know what? Just turn off the podcast. I'm just kidding. Don't do that. I respect it. You know, not everyone's perfect. Are, are, are we still friends, Andrew? Are we still friends, Andrew? Yeah. It, like, are we still friends? There was a hiccup there, but that's okay. Don't worry. Yeah, I know. I feel. I feel. I feel like <laughs> I almost. I risked it all right there, man. Yeah. I risked everything on that on that huge blunder. That was it was a hiccup. Me and my okay. me and my nineties boys bands, man. Like it's okay. I I'll <laughs> forgive you eventually. Tis the season for not just giving for forgiveness, but, <laughs> but forgiving. Not just giving, but forgiving. And I, I forgive you, sir. <laughs> so awesome, yeah. And I'm excited to get into this episode today. And a great great way to kick us off, Trav. Um, and you know, this episode is we're going to talk about tis the season. Tis the season for giving. Tis tis the season for just appreciating. Spreading love, spreading joy, spreading all kinds of good vibes. Um, so before we get into that, uh, what's on your radar, guys? Uh, what's What's been on your radar over these past three to four weeks or whatever? And uh, what's been on your mind? Anything that stick out to you guys um, that's happened recently? Well, for me, it's just something recent that caught my eye uh, over the past day or so. And it's just so funny to me that I just love it and I had to share it. Um, so at a recent event, they, I don't know, many of you might have seen it already, but uh there was Jeff Bezos, his girlfriend, Lauren Sanchez, and Leonardo DiCaprio. And Leonardo DiCaprio just basically just sunned uh, Jeff Bezos. You should, like, if you could have seen how Lauren Sanchez was, like, looking and oogling at Leo DiCaprio, as any woman rightfully would, Jeff Bezos did not, did not look happy with that. Uh, and you could, I mean, anybody with two eyes, it's one of those things, like, I can't explain it, but if you're watching it, you know what's happening. And Jeff Bezos was not the winner in that video. So um, it's just nice to see that robot quadrillionaire, you know, can still have feelings at the end of the day, can still feel insecure. Like we, we can still make him insecure, guys. Like if we rise together, we can make him super insecure. Let's, see, let's keep it up. Invite Leo DiCaprio to everything he's doing from now on. <laughs> But anyways, uh, yeah, I know it's silly, but it was something that I just felt was important because a lot of the times we link money to happiness. And as we can still see, like those terrible egomaniacal billionaires are they still they, they, they can still feel terrible. They got feelings, too. They got feelings, too. That's interesting. I, I have no idea what you're talking about. That's This is the first time I'm hearing about this. So. Uh, but dude, you gotta, you gotta watch the video though. Like me explaining it, like I'm just not giving it justice. It's just, you have, you have to see him get sunned on TV. Oh, I'm, I, I'm definitely going to watch it. I'm so intrigued right now. Um, and I like Leo and not the biggest Bezos fan. So I, I, de- I definitely want to see this. Uh, this is fun. Uh, but yeah, what's been on my radar. Uh, this is kind of a weird one. Uh, I, full, full disclosure. Uh, I, I don't watch TV much at all. Like if you ask me about shows, I don't watch it much, but if I have a guilty pleasure show, I will name it now, which is the voice. I don't know why I love watching the voice. As a matter of fact, right before recording this, my partner and I were sitting on the couch watching the voice. Uh, so, uh, my, my, my radar went off, uh, just a few weeks ago. Cause I'm watching the voice and Ariana Grande is a new coach on the voice this season. 
love her, hate her. You got to respect her. She's pretty dope. Uh, she's a great artist, great singer, of course. But it was really funny. As anyone who watches The Voice knows there's one round of the show where you have to like choose between two members of your team. One of them has to go home or whatever. And Ariana had a really funny comment. It was very small and very subtle. And you probably, anybody would have missed it except for me, which was like, she's like, oh, I hate this part. Like I knew this was coming. I was literally just talking about my, about this with my therapist the other day and yada, 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 yada. And I was like, oh, I was like, that's pretty cool. I was like, I just thought it was cool. I was like, hey, Ari, Ari's got a therapist. So if Ari can have a therapist, anybody can get a therapist. If Ari can talk about having a therapist on live television with millions of viewers and stuff. Uh, I was, I just uh, thought that was pretty cool. And, and I, I wanted to honor that. I wanted to, to shed a little light on that. And yeah, the other thing I wanted to bring up too, I guess I'm bringing up so much, but um, you know, there's a lot of like sports, mental health related things that have been happening. So I just want to give a shout out if anybody wants to, you know, if anybody hasn't caught up on uh, some of the sports news and, uh, but Calvin Ridley is a wide receiver. Uh, he's a professional football player for the Atlanta Falcons. He literally said he's taking a mental health break from football. Um, and he's giving him so much money to do that too, Andrew. Mm. Like the dude is prioritized. What I love about this story and thank you for bringing it up is that he's prioritizing his mental health over a ridiculously high amount of money, which just I, goes to show like what he prioritizes. So kudos to him. Seriously. Yeah, no, that's a really important thing to bring up too, because Again, what JB just said, money, sometimes we think money equals happiness. Uh, but Calvin really is not only giving up his current salary because he's a first round, first round pick, uh, but he's also in the midst of a expiring contract. Uh, so he would be a free agent very, very soon. And if there was ever a year to kind of just play football and earn your next contract, this would be the year. So I'll bring that up. And the last thing I'll bring up too, I'm going to bring up a lot, but this is more just for everybody. I would say... The thing that's hit my radar a lot over the past, I want to say 12 weeks, so like three months, is I feel like I've been saying the phrase, I'm sorry for your loss a lot the past 12 weeks. Uh, I know a really good handful of people out there who are experiencing loss and experiencing grief, and I would be a dang fool if I didn't bring that up today um, and not mention that that's, what, that's what's been on my radar. So, um, you know, I've friends losing parents, friends losing loved ones, relatives, uh, folks who are battling COVID and everything. So shout out to anyone here who's going into this holiday season um, with some battles. And yeah, just just that. So sorry to be a Debbie Downer on that. But yeah, Trav? Actually, no, thank you for bringing that up. Um, thank you for saying that because that definitely has been going on a lot. I'm sure with... Uh, a lot of us. So thank you for bringing that up. Um, what's been on my mind actually goes a lot with what the second thing that you said about the sports player and um, choosing to take a break off from a uh, football to uh, prioritize his mental health. And the only reason uh, what I say relates to that is because what's on my mind was recently I read this thing about uh, the mantras when you don't agree with the loved ones. Um their choices and i'm sure that there'll be uh he had family members or even friends or even uh uh players on the team that questioned um his decision to um take a break from football because of the money um and i know for sure honestly that there are moments when i can be judgmental as fuck and i probably would have responded with something like dude you gotta be kidding me um and not really looking at the big picture um it's, again so what what stuck with me, um, something that I have been looking at and what stuck with me was just um, respecting um, our loved ones' decisions um, instead of, um, and it was like just stuff, or like just saying to myself, like their journey in life, their journey in life is uniquely theirs and I have to respect it. Um, it was like people will do what is best for themselves with the skills they have. How they choose to navigate this life is not my business. Um, and this is something else I learned. I can practice. I can practice caring and practice non-judgment. Um, and but Trav, like, let's be honest, this can be so hard, right? It can like, be. I can get so mad at my – and, like, I, I love what you're saying and preaching right now, but can we just be honest at how ridiculously hard it is 
to not get mad at our loved ones and family members because they can they know how to set us off. They, my family knows how to set me off. Let me tell you. And when they yeah. want to annoy the heck out of me or push my buttons, they know that they know how. So, you know, acting out of an abundance of compassion and respect, they know how to still lay it on, you know, and push the buttons and whatnot. And they be, they be trying sometimes, Travis. They really do. They do. They do. And I definitely agree because it's the same thing with my family. And just sometimes, even if they're not intentionally trying to do it, it's just like, were you not thinking? Are you not using your brain? Um, And it's just like, I'm just like having to just tell myself. And that's why it stuck with me because I find myself a lot saying, what the fuck? Like, no, it's, yeah, I agree with you, man. And it's kind of like on the flip side though, like, right. You're also thinking to yourself, like, you want everyone, you want people to respect your decisions or like back the F off if they disagree with it. Obviously, sometimes it's good to hear other people's criticism, but for the most part, you just like, if you've thought about something, you've made a decision, like you're going to stand by it, you know, sometimes it's about offering people, people the same respect. And that can be so hard because there's times where I'm just like, what are you thinking? What are you doing? Yeah. Yeah. That's why, that's, that's, that's why it's stuck with me. That's why it's sticking with me. And it's, again, it's just because I'm so quick and I know I am quick to be like, what are you doing? Like, what are you thinking? But it's just, it's a learning thing. Cause as you said, I know for sure I won't be able to do this every day. Um, and it, in 75% of the, uh, the situations, this would probably won't even come to mind because sometimes they just piss me off out of nowhere, but I'm, I'm learning. I'm learning to be non-judgmental. I love it. <laughs> trying to, um, you know, trying to be easy on them and, um, you know, respect their life and their decisions and yeah, respect what they're doing and not doing. Tis the season, man. Uh, if I can forgive JB for uh, blundering and NSYNC Backstreet Boys uh, song titles, uh, I think we can all forgive family members for certain things. Because uh, obviously what our family does with their life is the same as a blunder of an NSYNC Backstreet Boys song title. Uh, what a great transition into like our episode. Like I'm, I'm literally just thinking about our episode today as you guys are talking. Um, because over the next couple months, over the next few weeks, like, yeah, I know, but I would hope there are people around there who who will be immersed by loved ones and they'll be surrounded by some family or friends or some close people. And uh, I'm like you, I'm very much like both of you. I have a tendency to be not a little bit judgmental, a lot judgmental. And I'll have to reserve my my judgments uh, during this holiday season. I'll be conscientious about it. Right, Trav? Like, You'll try, you know, you'll, you'll, you'll be aware, you'll be open to it. You know what I mean? We're all students of the game at the end of the day, right? We're always learning. Yeah, I'm sure. And I, you know, our listeners are probably vibing with that too. Cause, uh, you know, I'm, I think this relates to everybody. Like how can you not be judgmental around your family? It's so easy to, it just makes for fun. It's like comedy in, at the dining room table sometimes, you know? Um, but I trust our listeners cause if they were judgmental, they probably wouldn't be listening to us. We just talked about factory boys and NSYNC for like, 12 minutes or something like that and Ariana Grande and whatever else we just came up with. So, uh, but today's episode, tis the season and it's November. It's, we're getting close to the holidays, whatever holiday you celebrate, uh, whatever holiday you choose to participate in, uh, regardless, there's a lot of things coming up um, these next couple months and transitioning into the new year. So tis the season for seasonal affective disorder, seasonal depression, uh, seasonal mood disorders, all meaning re- relatively the same thing. But what is seasonal depression? I feel like this term gets brought up every year around this time, but we never really dig into it. So what is seasonal depression? Someone take a stab at this. First and foremost, like I want to say like when we're saying tis the season and then we're just leading into you know all these negative things, we are not Debbie Downers people. We just want to shed light on certain things that people are going through and, you know, provide some general reminders that not everybody has it the same. So Great. seasonal affective disorder. Um, and actually, you know, in the, in the modern DSM, DSM five, it's actually known as major depressive disorder with seasonal pattern. Um, it's uh, been linked to this, a, a sort of biochemical imbalance in the brain. That's sort essentially prompted by a shift in the circadian rhythm, uh, less daylight hours, less sunlight in the winter, 
Um, so with that internal clock sort of being out of whack, it can cause people to lose step with their daily schedule. Um, they can really shift a balance between things, um, which can then lead to mirroring a lot of the same de- symptoms of depression itself. So you'll see a lot of mood uh, changes in the mood, whether it be, you know, longer increased uh, uh, periods of, of depressed mood or hopelessness, fear, um, thoughts of suicide, su- suicidal ideation. You move on to like the appetite and then the sleep and then social interaction, as well as feelings of self. Um, and they all, generally speaking, uh, mirror those of major depression. But what they've noted is that um, a lot of the times it can be treated on its own naturally as the seasons progress into the warmer months. However, it can also be treated by a number of other things, including light therapy, um, like exposure to light, because that can increase a person's, I guess, uh, ex- um, exposure to vitamin D and can make them, you know, mimic them the summer months or the warmer months. You have talk therapy, CBTs, uh, supposedly very effective for this. And beyond that, there's chemical, uh, chemical support for it, like antidepressants or anti-anxiety medications. No, this is good. I really like that. You know, what JB provided, there was like very much almost that was textbook definition of, of, of seasonal depressive disease. Seasonal depression, seasonal affective disorder is what they call in the DSM-5. But I, I like more of like some of the causes that go into it and how people manifest with this, this these kind of things, right? Because we kind of see these things played out in different ways. You know what and I mean? And like there's so many different causes, right, Andrew? Like it, it's not just the exposure, like the li- limited exposure to light, you know, or the increase in like the cold weather, like there's so many other factors that, that, that go into somebody's mood and how somebody's feeling. But, you know, there's a difference between how somebody's feeling and how and, and their mood in the moment versus what is depression, right? And that's, that's also important to recognize. Yeah, totally. Totally. Uh, when I think about what causes seasonal depression, I think about a lot of different things. And most of what I experience or I've seen people experience is related to what you brought up, JB. But, you know, we just had daylight savings uh, a few days ago. And I was sharing this with both of you, but daylight savings usually hits me pretty uh, significantly. Uh, I get I'll, I get really tired very, very early in the evening time now. You know, my drive home from work is usually in the midst of like sunshine and I have time to go home, get my dog, walk out in the sun for a good half hour to an hour and enjoy like that warmer temperature. Now I don't really have that you know, luxury, it's truly a blessing. And that takes a hit, you know, I get tired quicker. I'm a lot more lethargic. I'm not in the mood for a lot of things. So uh, it does get manifested in a way. But when you guys think about seasonal depression, you know, what comes to your guys' mind in terms of either cause or how you see it played out? When I think about uh, seasonal depression in the causes, uh, similar to what you and Jason both said, um, like light and for sure the, um, the change of time, uh, the one hour uh, less of daylight. Um, also, like the weather, even from my own personal experiences, I know like when it gets too cold, I'm like, oh, I'm not going back outside. And then I'm just stuck in the house there, me and my thoughts. And then um, there were times when I um, could not or I did not, especially when I had first moved to uh, San Jose, um, and I did not have friends like to come over when I was stuck in the house. So that kind of made me like de- depressed. There were times maybe when I couldn't travel back home for the holidays to be with my family and loved ones. Um, so that also made me depressed. Yeah, so those are things that I would say from my experience are causes of seasonal depression, just, um, solitude, the weather. I think what we're bringing up too, I think is really important is that. Seasonal depression, very similar to major depressive disorder, right, JB, is uh, there's a biological, psychological, and a social component. The biological component is your exposure to sun, exposure to light, uh, the circadian rhythm of the way your body manifests and works itself is uh, altered now, right? So I think that's like a very, uh, that's the biological side of thing. The social aspect is, yeah, people tend to be a lot more isolated during the colder seasons, they're less likely to go out. So therefore, you're less likely to socialize. You're less likely to gather. Uh, you're less likely to be more in solitude. The psychological component is when you're in solitude and isolated, you're more likely to be in your own thoughts. 
And in today's day and age, there's a tendency to sit with your thoughts. And generally, when you sit with your thoughts, you're going to experience some kind of rumination, guilt, anxiety, whatever pops into your head, right? And we see seasonal depression manifest in a lot of ways because of this. You know, uh, I know that depression rates generally pick up. I've always been under the impression suicidal ideation picks up during the winter. But JB, I think I think you found something interesting about, regarding that, right? Uh, just in relation to that, I'm going to be the first to admit that this caught me off guard. Um, even with my background w- with mental health and all of that, uh, I was totally somebody who thought that suicidal uh, suicide rates actually increased in the winter months. And I'll be the first to admit that I would tell other people to watch out for increased, you know, signs and rates of that amongst you know their friends and family during the winter months. When in reality, actually, the highest rates of suicide uh, occur in the spring, in the spring months, and uh, what they, you know, think that may be related to is an increase in seasonal allergies that force people to go indoors. But I just find it so interesting because I've always been under the impression, just led by the assumption that what you guys, exactly what you guys have just said and alluded to, that the winter months lead to poorer weather conditions, which leads to further social isolation. Um, and especially amidst a pandemic, you know, you're going to find that I thought there were going to be higher rates of suicide and suicidal ideation during the winter months. And just the data shows that's not true. Um, of course, that was data outside of a pandemic. So we'll, we have yet to see uh, what it looks like within the pandemic, or I've yet to see a study that confirms that it's higher within the winter months. But I thought it's interesting. And it's and it's good to know that, you know, we shouldn't go around spreading false information based off assumptions. And I'll be the first to admit that I was wrong on this. And honestly, I'm wrong as well, because I thought the same thing, Jason. I truly thought without even opening a textbook, going to the internet and doing any type of research, just in my mind, if someone would have asked me that question, I would have said the winter and it's for everything that we just said. Um, the weather uh, being dark, people being isolated. And then not then when the holidays coming around, um, people missing their family, their loved ones. So I just would have assumed that it was during the winter months um, that had the highest suicidal rate. So I just learned something. Right. And, and what's just so interesting is that you'll see other things, other, other, other things rise. Like you'll see spikes in uh, crime rates, uh, specifically domestic violence happen within the winter months. Uh, I think it was quoted as somewhere upwards of 20%. The Rape, Assault, and Incest National Network, their sexual assault, assault hotline is uh, 20% busier in the cold winter months and significantly busier during snow and winter weather. And what they've said is that uh, studies have shown that domestic violence can increase with something as simple as a rainstorm. Just keeping people indoors, forcing people indoors can can lead to some pretty pretty terrible situations. So seeing that juxtaposed with the with you know confronting the myth that there's higher suicide rates in the winter is just it's so interesting. Again, there are also spikes in crime rates during the during the hot points of the summer as well uh, for the same reason, forcing people indoors, but it's not to the same extent as during the winter months. So I found that to be super interesting and really relevant, but also at the same time, it, it did raise my eyebrows. Cause you know, as, as you said, Travis, it's like without any knowledge, without any firsthand information on it, every, I feel like most people would assume that during the winter months, it's, it's, there's a higher likelihood of, of suicide rates, but you know, it's, it's interesting to learn, to learn the difference. Yeah. Super interesting indeed, because seasonal depression, obviously picks up around this time a lot. And we've seen this with uh, COVID when COVID threw everything for a loop, people being indoors more, uh, we saw increased rates of domestic violence, rape, you know, abuse. And I feel like that's just where isolation and a lot of these things come into play where we're, we're stuck in solitude, you know, but in addition to what we're saying, so I'll throw this back at you two too, which is if we're talking about seasonal depression, so if um, it it very much looks similarly to major depressive disorder, and uh, but it obviously occurs in a much shorter time period here, and it's seasonal. So if, if you don't have MDD, you don't have major depress- depressive disorder, can you still get seasonal affective disorder? Do you want me to hit you with the textbook definition? Or sure. do you want do you want do you want just to lean on speculation? <laughs> so 
essentially speaking, um, seasonal affective disorder under the DSM-5, as I mentioned, is known as major depressive disorder with seasonal um, gosh, well, seasonal pattern. So it's recognizing that there is a pattern, but it's one that is consistent. So it wouldn't necessarily just be a psychiatrist or a psychologist or somebody that's diagnosing it the first for the first time might not necessarily recognize it as a seasonal pattern if you're only reporting it you know the first winter that you're you're feeling the onset of these symptoms at that point they might determine that you know if you've had sustained the sustained feeling for a two-week period or longer then it's just major depressive disorder and based on the severity of the symptoms frequency of the symptoms and the amount of symptoms that you're feeling categorized within the dsm-5 they're going to determine whether it's severe mild moderate Um, and if it's in recurrent, if it's recurrent or if it's, if if it's currently going on, however, with more data, with more information that you share with these people, then they can establish, okay, this is a seasonal pattern at which point, you know, then there would, there would be the differentiation in, in diagnoses for sure. And I merely asked that question. Thanks for that, JB. Obviously it's cool to get a little bit textbook, textbook nerdy here and which we don't do that very much often because we, we just throw out F-bombs and talk about weird pop culture and sports and Backstreet Boys. And how bad the 49ers are this year. And how atrociously bad the 49ers are this year. And (laughs) there should be a sports depression diagnosis, I swear to God. Um, Mm -hmm. I I don't know how there isn't one in the DSM-5 already. Maybe the DSM-6. JB is cracking up right now. (laughs) (laughs) Thank God my mic is muted right there because you got me laughing so hard, man. It sucks to live in like New Jersey then, man. The whole state of New Jersey would be diagnosed with depression. (laughs) Oh my God, I know, right? I basically asked that, you know, how seasonal affective disorder is related to yet differentiated from MDD uh, because I want to be able to say that it's normal for some people to feel a little bit off and know that they feel a little bit off during this time of the year. Um, So I don't want anybody walking into the winter season thinking like, I'm not you know, I don't, I don't have depression. I'm fine nine months out of the year, but three months out of the year, I feel a little bit off. I feel a little bit shaken. I feel a little bit of just moody. Um, and I, everyone should just know that's okay. It's going to happen. You know what I mean? And I feel like, um, we have to be open to that. Uh, so it is the season just to, just to be aware and just to be open. Right. Absolutely. And I think it's not necessarily, it doesn't even have to go as far as being seasonal depression. Like you don't, it doesn't even need to be it could literally just be one or two days out the month or just like, you know, reacting, as you said, to having to adjust your schedule and just the frustrations around that. Like those are all normal. Those are all real. And uh, it's normal to feel those things. And you shouldn't, you know, you shouldn't feel ostracized or an outcast because of that. With that being said, what else comes to mind when you guys are, ta- when you guys are thinking about the idea of entering into the winter and into the colder months, right? One thing that, always caught my eye back in the day. And, and let me know if you guys remember these. Did you guys ever have those make-a-wish trees or those trees in your school or in a community setting where there, you could donate a gift under the tree? You could pull a tag off it. It'd be for a child and it would be their 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 wish, you know, for a gift and whatnot. And then you could you could put something under the tree. I, I, I remember things like that. And it always caught my eye because growing up in an affluent area like Palo Alto, it was just so juxtaposed to 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 the wealth and uh magnanimity magnanimity that palo alto is right so you're gonna see these kids that are 16 years old get get like an audi you know for their for their christmas present and then another 16 year old is you know hoping that they can like i don't know get new shoes right like get some winter boots so it's just it's crazy you know to see what when you can shift your perspective and understand that, you know, things are so different, not merely just from the psychological standpoint, speaking about seasonal affective disorder, but also from like the socioeconomic standpoint, right? You look at what people can afford during the holidays and the idea of Christmas and whatnot in the modern sense, similar to Valentine's Day, has been so blown out of proportion into spending money by by these major companies that want you to buy their expensive expensive products, right? So you end up shelling out a ton of money during the holidays, or or there's this image that you try to present of doing that. And to a lot of people, that just shows the inequity and inequality within within communities. And it's it can be so ostracizing to certain children within within certain communities where they where they feel this difference you know they see this difference they experience this difference they live this difference and i just feel like that's important to point out i don't know about you guys have you guys did you guys ever have those like those trees or or see those 
Um, yes, I did. I did see those trees. Sorry, I was about to just go ramble on. But yes, I did see those trees. But honestly, Jason, it's good that you brought that up because although um I don't like to attach money to depression, I. I would not like to attach money to depression during this time of year. Um, a lot of people, and especially like, well, in my community, not a lot, but I've, I've experienced just people being depressed because they're not able to the parent being depressed or just feeling sad or down because they're not able to provide, um, the things that their child had, had wanted or had on their list. And then the child being, um, like angry, sad, depressed, or hurt because their mom couldn't afford the things that they had on their list or that they did not get anything. Um, that happens pretty often. And although it doesn't necessarily fit the textbook definition of seasonal depression, I would say like this is probably during the only time of year where some may be depressed and it's because they are not able to either one provide for their kids or two the child not being able to receive what they put on their list or whatever their peers around them are receiving. And again, I do not like to attach money to depression, but during this time of year, it happens because everyone, like you said, are big on what the, the, these big companies have pushed out that we must buy these lavish gifts or these new phones or game systems and new electronics. It's like some people can't pay for their heating. Yeah, not even the heating that they can't go buy a two dollar meal from McDonald's. Oh, one hundred percent. And this, so, but there, there's so many. There's there's a whole other angle to this too. It's like a lot of our listeners are probably like us, like our age. You know, probably twenty, thirty year olds. So maybe you have kids, maybe you don't. Um, Maybe your parents buy you gifts. Maybe they don't, whatever. But, um, dude, speaking from just, you know, I'm, I'm 31. And just speaking for myself, when I was in my 20s and I didn't have a lot of money, dude, the holidays, hey, man, they were some stressful times. Because you, not only do you want to participate in, like, number one is, I don't know how many secret Santas or white elephant gift exchange occur during these uh, upcoming months. And you don't want to be the guy that's not doing it. Uh, I don't want to be the one that shows up to a, a Christmas party or or whatever Friendsgiving or whatever that doesn't bring a gift. And as we get older, I feel like that spending limit for those gifts go up and up and up every year. But yeah, in my 20s, when I was scraping for pennies, that, that was rough. Those were some t- tough times, you know. And on top of that, just <laughs> this is also the time where social media sucks, too. You know, it seemed like everyone was traveling. Uh, everyone was going somewhere and everyone was getting a really cool gift that they would post on social media, whether it's like the newest phone or a car. And I feel like I'm at the age where people are buying houses during, you know, and I'm like, ah, you know, so yes, I think Travis brought up a good point where like parents, they take on some stress majorly during this time of the year. Children do as well because they're going to see their friends or their classmates get gifts that they might've wanted and they didn't get what was on their list. Um, but in between that, us, people our age, our, our young adults, just like us, where, hey, say no to a secret Santa if you don't want to be a part of it. It's I know it's tough. I know. Actually, I can I don't know if I'm qualified to give that advice because I participated in all the white elephants and secret Santas back in the day, even though I couldn't necessarily afford to participate in them. But I chose to participate in them anyway because I didn't want to be the person to say no to it. But uh, I think it's just good to recognize that out recognize that right there because there's probably some people listening to this like yeah i'm tired of white elephants and gift exchange of stuff that i can't buy and all this other shit that people want to do i don't know does that does that make any sense is that ringing with you guys at all yeah absolutely i feel like in 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 the general sense like this idea that you have to spend money during the holidays to please other people is just so outrageous i also recognize that you know it causes financial stress like there's times where i'm like Gosh, you know, I'm I'm spending quite a bit during the during sure. the winter months, and it just makes for it makes for an interesting discussion. You yeah, know? and I wish and there it, was a world like Travis said. I wish the world was. I wish it was easy for us to say like money doesn't equal happiness, but unfortunately, money lack money might not equal happiness, but lack of money equals a lot of stress to a lot of people, and a lot of stress equals lack of happiness. So, um, I just feel like we can't talk about seasonal depression without bringing up the financial burden that it puts on people in addition to, you know, all the social and psychological things. So are there any good takeaways you guys are walking with yourselves? Uh, this is definitely by far the biggest conversation around season oppression I've had. And I feel like I'm walking away with some good things. 
are you guys taking things with you throughout this next two months uh, during the holiday seasons? Just something that you want to hold close to your chest uh, and, and approach it with. So that's a great question, Andrew. Um, for me, when I think about what I can take away from this and how I want to approach these upcoming months is I just want to recognize, you know, I want to, I want to maintain happiness and pride in myself and my family and whatnot, but I also need to recognize that that's just not the case and to do what I can, which includes recognize, uh, understanding that there's, you know, there's a spike in volunteering during the winter months and, and that's great. And donations during the winter month are hugely re- appreciated, especially, you know, clothing items, jackets, winter jackets, socks, socks are so hugely under donated at, at, uh, shelters shoes weather appropriate shoes and and pants t-shirts beanies umbrellas even all of that stuff can go a long way for somebody that really needs it and i know we all have closets full of clothing i myself being one one of them because i just continuously buy clothing even when telling myself not to (laughs) so you know just really reaching deep within ourselves to make a change and make a difference and it just starts with an internal discussion about what you can give and what you'd like to give and, and creating a goal from there. Yeah. So you're really trying to flex your, your giving muscles this, this holiday season. Like absolutely uh, awesome. Focusing on giving back and focus on just spreading love, spreading joy. And I think that's super crucial, obviously at all times of the year, but if there was ever a time of the year for you to pay, just to give that extra effort uh, into giving back this time of the year is is obviously very warranted. So uh, big ups to you, Jason. Uh, Trav, what are you taking away with you over the next couple months and what are you holding close to you? What I'm holding close to me again is respecting others' decisions and choices. Yeah, that's honestly something that I am truly working on. So that's really what I'm going to take away from this. This is going back to the being judgmental aspect of things. Yeah, yeah. And just like in this holiday season, people don't people are not here for this just isn't the season to be given my um opinions or my feedback on something. Um especially if the deliver if I'm not delivering it, if it doesn't come with the best delivery. Yeah. So I, I really want to be more kind. Be more kind. Um because yeah, I need to. Thanks for sharing that. I'm going to hold that one with me too, because I have a tendency to be judgmental. I don't always have the best delivery either. So, you know, for me this season, uh, so JB giving back, I think is a huge one. Travis really just being open-minded during this holiday season and reserving your opinions to yourself. And for me, I kind of want to just approach this holiday season with just an open heart and just be welcome. And I, I, I started thinking about, as we were talking, thinking about what kind of phrases and sentences I use during the holiday season that I could change up, you know, generally the words that come out of my mouth during this holiday season in the past, I've always been like, Hey, where are you traveling this, this year? You know, what kind of things, what kind of things are you looking out for on black Friday? And, uh, yo, did you, did you come up on any really cool gifts or experiences this holiday season? And I kind of want to shift that, you know, because it, it is monetary based when I say that, uh, it is like financially driven and some people don't travel during the holiday. So I want to, want to be able to approach this holiday season with a lot more, how do I say it? Just like neutrality. Like, Hey, how are you celebrating your holiday season? You know, are you celebrating the holiday season? Um, you know, what are you looking forward to? Who are you, who do you, who are you looking forward to spending the most time with this season and just keep it more connection based and experiential rather than like material and monetary. And I think that's a good, I don't know that that'll be a challenge for me because I'm kind of rewriting a lot of the phrases and things that I used to say. So um, is there anything out there that people feel like, you know, you want to comment to people or just give people heads up about this holiday season and, and have them walk away, walk into the holiday season with, or, or just share something with them. Do you guys have anything you want to throw out? I'll just say like the um, Christmas Carol, this is the season to be jolly and joyful and happy. So go throughout this season, jolly, joyful and happy and do not stress about things you cannot control. I mean, if you can, if you can take advantage of the day, like during the day, if that's either like getting out and doing more walks throughout the day or going to get your workout in a little earlier when the sun is out, like just taking full advantage of like those moments to prevent you from falling into uh, depression or anything. 
Right, like be kind to others and really just be kind to yourself. Winter's hard on everybody. You know, we're all in this together and we're all feeling we're all feeling a shift, a, a different a change. So just totally take it easy on take it easy on others and take it easy on yourself too. Yeah, prioritize you this holiday season. You know, uh, obviously you want to be around people and and tis like tis the season to give and spread joy, but take care of you. Uh, this is a this is not an easy year. This is not an easy season, and uh, with everything that's going on in the world, and you know, you know, shout out to people walking into this holiday season with, uh, you know, there's one less person at the dining table for a lot of people. And I, at the early early part of this episode, I, I said that I've been saying I'm sorry for your loss a lot, and that's totally true. So I know a good handful of people who have one less person in their family homes and their family gatherings this season. So just be kind, be kind to yourself, prioritize you, prioritize yourself. So yeah, I think that's good. I think we kind of hit everything. I wanted to ask you guys, cause I think this is important. Is there any resource organization or anything that you're thinking of specifically in terms of creating a positive difference these in the upcoming winter months? Anything you'd like to share with the listeners? Well, yes. I um, volunteer for and on the board for a nonprofit in San Jose called the Moindy Foundation. We provide um, resources and outreach support to the homeless in San Jose. Uh, we do winter care kits with um, socks, gloves, and toiletries. Feel free to, um, if you find it in your heart, if you can. If you can't, that's okay as well. Uh, shoot me a message on Instagram and I will uh, connect you to whom you need to d- uh, donate any socks or socks, gloves, and anything that you have that will that our friends and San- homeless friends in San Jose can benefit from. For me, resources is, I mean, I don't really know any that comes straight to my mind. Like uh, you can obviously go to your local donation center. Uh, if you have a church religious organization, uh, I know a lot of them that really, you know, ramp up around this time of the year. Um, I challenge everyone listening to to really just take an uh, make an extra conscious effort to to donate and give back this holiday season. Um, yes, JB said at the beginning of the episode, there's probably some clothes in your closet that you haven't worn in two to three years. There's about three jackets hanging in my closet right now that I haven't worn in about two to three years, and um, and maybe it's time to consider donating those and. You know, any chance you get to give this season, uh, do it. If you, uh, you know, if you're in Southern California, like I am, I work for a homeless agency and we accept donations on everything. Uh, canned goods, canned goods this time of the year uh, are huge. You know, people might not have the means to have a Thanksgiving feast or have a family dinner. And yes, those canned goods probably been sitting in your pantry shelf or in a cabinet at home for a long time. And you might think a mixed vegetables can is whatever, and you're just going to leave it there, but go donate it. That mixed vegetable canned, canned mixed vegetables given to someone else becomes like a chicken pot pie that they can actually cook uh, that they didn't really have for uh, before. So uh, do that, give back, and just spread love, spread joy. And I promise the holiday season is a lot more fun when you do that. Yes, I agree. Sorry, you said something I made me want to add on. If you do have old clothes as well, I personally recommend taking them to the shelters yourself, um, to the homeless shelters or like any encampments where the homeless people hang out, because that way they're actually getting, they're getting it and they're not being charged for it and they're receiving it. So if you can't directly take it to, you know, uh, Bill with Bill Wilson or other homeless shelters that you know in the area that uh, provides services to that population. Take it directly there. Travis, thank you for taking the words right out of my mouth. It's almost as if you knew exactly what I, what resource I was going to give off the top. So the Bill Wilson Center here in Santa Clara County runs the county shelters. And as Travis so eloquently put, there are, there are very competitive bedding, beds right now because everybody that's homeless is trying to get into one. A few dollars can go a long way to the shelters to get them adequate or upgraded uh, cots, clothing, more resources, more people in the building to support those, th- them in their uh, better food. 
a whole lot can be done in that aspect. Uh, there's also the Second Harvest Food Bank here in Santa Clara County, which provides a ton of support and getting meals and food out to those that are food insecure here in Santa Clara County, as well as the Meals on Wheels program. So if you're interested in donating uh, any of those, those would be great to start out with. And then beyond that, check your local school district, public school district, to see if there's any clothing drives going on. For sure. Because that's a great way to get some of the old childhood clothing out of the out of the house for once, finally, right? 100%, 100%. Go to your local school district, go to your local school sites. They could use clothes, canned goods, food, everything. So obviously if you're listening to this and you're wanting to give this holiday season, there's no shortage of places that you can give to. Um, so we thank you for giving us you know, your time, your attention and your energy. And uh, we hope that these next couple of months to you are as fruitful and enjoyable and fulfill and joyous as it should be. So any last, last remarks before we head out of here, gentlemen, as always, thank you guys for listening. I can't believe you guys stick around each and every time for the entire hour. It's incredible to me. <laughs> so hopefully the conversation was enlightening and you were able to take something away from it. And as always, we're extremely grateful for each and every one of you that tunes in. For sure. Thanks for donating to us, you know, donating your, your time, your attention. And, um, Trav, do you want to continue your, your jingle bells song to get us out of here or shall I leave, shall I leave the the outro to John legend? Oh wait, Aloe black, not John legend, Aloe black. Give us another, give us another. Yo, uh, Hey, I messed up on the backstreet boys to in sync. I can't just let you go with that, dude. <laughs> I can't let you go with that. I'm sorry. You didn't just, you didn't just confuse John legend with Aloe black, man. I, I, I confess, I just came from watching The Voice, and John Legend is a coach on The Voice, so my bad. Uh, Trav, give us one more little snippet of another holiday song, and we'll get out of here. On the count of three, three, let's go start singing. Jingle Bell, Jingle Bell, Jingle Bell, Rock. Jingle Bell, Jingle bell, jingle bell, I think the voice layering also just completely broke. That was thank you for listening. That was pretty terrible, and that's why we are not on the voice. With that, thank you, everyone. We'll let Aloe Black get us out of here. We will never do that again. We will see you again. Happy holidays, everyone. Take care, y'all.